This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. on with Glenn Beck on his radio program a little bit ago, and uh, now I recognize how Glenn felt having us in, because Andrew's in with us. Yeah. So Andrew is helping <laughs> us out today, so now Sorry, I understand how Glenn felt, like, oh, okay, well, swell, okay, good deal, <laughs> great, wonderful. Great. Andrew Herzog joining us as well. Stock and Skip in for Pat and Stu today. Andrew, this story that you found out of Germany is mind-boggling, frustrating, stupid, it's, it's not doing any good for the people involved. Can you set this story up about this girl, an activist, who was attacked by some immigrants? Sure. There are so many, I think, levels to this story. Right. I didn't even know where to begin. But we'll just go ahead and read the story, and then we'll dive right into it. This left-wing German activist, her name is Celine Gorin, I believe, 24-year-old spokeswoman for the youth movement Solid, has said that she didn't reveal the men's ethnicities for when she was raped back um, several months ago because she was worried about fueling racist... You know, thoughts. So when we say activist, she's going to like some left wing kook activist like this, right? Activist, but then the article called her a politician. I don't think she's a politician. <laughs> I think she's just an activist, just but like you see here in America. She's pretty left wing, though. It says left wing, but I think the left wing in Europe is different than our left wing. It's even more left. So if you say, like, yes. right wing in Europe, it's like Nancy Pelosi in America. <laughs> yes. And then it just goes further left. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so, okay, so she's going to be pretty far on the left is what I would think. If she's concerned about the ethnicity, we don't want to misreport. I don't care what your ethnicity, number one, it's I don't irrelevant. care what, right, it's irrelevant. I don't care who you are, if you're attacked or who attacks you, you got to report this stuff. Right, that would be common sense. But her argument is, well, I didn't want to stoke any more fears. We're already having problems, and everybody's trying to blame the immigrants. So why don't I just keep it to myself? But then 12 hours later, her friend said, look, what are you doing? You need to go tell the truth. And then she went back to the cops and said, okay, yes, it wasn't you know, a mix of locals and foreigners. It was all foreigners speaking Arabic, and yeah. Well, and isn't that important, too? I mean, for I mean, the police investigation, I mean, race is yeah. an identifying factor, too. <laughs> I mean, yes. this could also prevent somebody else from being raped, being able to get this person off the street. How far was she willing to take it? All right, ma'am, we found the perpetrators. It's two white guys, Doc and Skip. They're, uh, they were tourists touring in Germany. Go ahead and lock them up because they are guilty. Would she have gone, well, okay, at least it's white people, so I won't feel any anti-immigrant. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. How far was she willing to take this to prop up some ideology? Folks, this is, this is part of the problem. And this is kind of, at least in the same vein of some of the thoughts I have about the shootings. Uh, we had the one last night in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and you had uh, the one a couple days ago in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Again, it's one of those police have attacked somebody innocent that happens to be black, and therefore it's racism and everything else, is that we're not thinking enough 
as these people as individuals and crimes perpetrated against individuals. I know the history. I know that in some people's minds it's bigger than that. But let's take these one at a time. The more we do that and encourage people to say, here is the case, here is who is wronged, then we will, th- we will stop with this you know, belief that everybody's out to get everybody else, this identity mm-hmm. politics dividing people up. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really frustrating. The, 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 fa- the fact that she would actually go in and lie to the police about this is amazing. I, mean, I think that shows a lot about her character, actually, too. So is this... Well, let's, uh, let's play the devil's advocate and say, well, let's assume she did blame, truthfully, it was these guys. And they're all immigrants. Wouldn't that piss off a lot of locals? And then maybe they go out and start a riot? She's worried, she says, so we'll give her the benefit of the doubt, she's worried about stoking more fear where... Everybody knows what happened in Cologne on New Year's Eve, okay? Serial right. raping the entire mm-hmm. night. So she's concerned, well, look, I don't want to make the situation worse. So does she keep the truth to herself or does she bring it forward and say, well, let, you know, let the cookie crumble the way it is. Just let it be and say, all right, here's the truth. Let's just see what happens. Well, there's two things with that. You're Which is actually, the right thing in do. some ways, making it worse. First of all, mm-hmm. letting the cookie crumble, letting the chips fall. Away, that's true. So if this is happening, you know, there's that part of it. Is there an epidemic of, of immigrants? Let's, let's add it all up. Are they perpetrating more of these crimes? Then that's a problem. Her lying about it isn't going to stop the rapes. It actually encourages it future worse. rape. No, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you need to get these people off the streets. Right. I mean, you have to properly identify them. To lie about that is just insane. But the other part of it, then I start saying, or somebody else starts saying on the other side, well, i got to make sure I mention people's race because you got nuts like this that are hiding it, and I know this is a problem, so i got to lead with this. She's actually making more problems if her end goal is let people be accountable you know, for their actions. We're all fair. Let's not be racist. She's making the situation worse. Yeah, she was doing it because she felt a certain way. You know, She was like, oh, this feels good. This feels good for me to try to protect the few innocent immigrants that there might be, but... Like you said, that actually just makes the whole thing worse. You're like, just tell the truth. That was my problem with it was, you know, I've always been a fan of just telling the truth and let the chips fall where they may. Um, I've always thought honesty was the best policy. Is there any word on whether or not this woman might actually be charged for filing false police report or uh, misleading lying to the cops in terms of an investigation? I didn't read anything, but that's a good question. Would you support something like that? Absolutely, without question. Yeah, me too. And I don't care if that's left or right. Report the facts. Be honest. So is this reverse profiling? (laughs) Yeah, profiling. Profiling's bad or whatever. I mean, she lied. She reverse profiled. She kind of hid it. She buried it. She did bury it. Right, I mean... Locals... Speaking German mixed with some immigrants when no, it was immigrants speaking Arabic and Farsi. And she said that later. (laughs) What are you doing? Okay, so she told the police in this case, she said, uh, she reported that it was a a group of people that was mixed. Was it a group of people that attacked her first? Or was several people or one? Yes, I think it was three. Three men in January in Mannheim. Okay, she said it was multiple people, but it was mixed. They weren't all Arabic, Middle Eastern Right. That was right. Okay, And that they and then she told them that she didn't even admit she had been sexually assaulted. She just said she had been robbed and and something like this. I believe she reported that she was forced into a sexual act. Oh, she did. even. She still said that. I think so. By locals and uh, immigrants who spoke German. That was the common thread was they spoke German, meaning they're immigrants. Sure. But they've been here for a while. You have to be somewhere long enough before you can speak the language, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to say, hey, well, it's locals and people who've been here for a while. 
no big deal, but it was the complete opposite. It was people who were brand new to the country and then don't speak German, and, ugh, I mean. Well, and, and she, it seems odd to me. I mean, if she would have lied to try to protect them, I would have thought she would say it was a group of all locals. But so she did say a mixed group, so there were some people who weren't locals, so, so, so she only half lied to it. I mean, wouldn't that still be bad? I mean, if she was trying to protect the, the foreigners, why would she say there were any foreigners there? Why wouldn't she have just said it? Hey, clean it up just a little bit to help him out. Like she, she didn't want to lie to that extent? <laughs> right, like, I'm exactly. okay lying a little bit, but... Maybe. I, it might have been on, on this know. program yesterday. Anyway, we've filled in so much recently, I can't remember which show it was on. But we, we were talking about uh, something with uh, you know, identity politics and being politically correct and whatnot. Do you realize, once again, you have racism and fairness and all of this progressive, politically correct mumbo-jumbo that is trumping all else? In her mind, this is a woman who was sexually assaulted. She was forced into performing a sexual act on these guys. And when she went to tell police, normally, I mean, maybe law and order, SVUV, SVU, whatever, is, isn't the most uh, accurate depiction. But people are pretty upset at this point, right? And they don't, they don't even want to tell anything about it. They're so scarred about this. She's so scarred that she goes, I'm miserable. I was forced into this. I don't want to blame the immigrants. You see, this was yeah. more important in her mind than her own sexual assault. I mean, I'd be leaving with, go get those bastards. I don't care who they are based on what race. This is the world we live in, that political correctness trumps even you reporting a sexual assault. Well, and yeah, I mean, and at that point, too, when she was, after she was assaulted, she had the wherewithal and foresight to, to want to still protect these <clears throat> immigrants. Why? Why would you even want to at that point? You were just raped, forced to perform a sexual uh, act. And she still says, well, I want to, they're not all bad. I think she's just a very confused individual because if she really wanted to keep anything from stoking anything, she wouldn't have reported it at all. She could have just kept it to herself and said, look, well, I know who did it, but I'm just going to keep it on the DL. You're right. You're but instead, absolutely she right. Came, she knew she has this feeling of justice that she wants, which she deserves because she was raped, if that ends up being the case. Okay. Then it's like, well, then why did you bring it up in the first place? You wanted to kind of be a little PC, but not enough. It's this weird middle ground where you're like, either don't report it at all, and you or you do, them. tell the truth. I know, and, and because of that, Andrew, it just dawned on me. I gotta call BS on this whole story. What's that? Why? Is it not real? No, I think, I think she was likely involved in a sexual act with somebody. I just don't think she was forced into it. Hey, maybe dad hates the immigrants and doesn't want to see his little girl hooking up. Whatever the case... Uh, something was on tape. She thought something was going to get leaked. No, no. She would not be the first person to claim a sexual assault because she was hooking up with something somebody parents wouldn't approve of. I mean, that has happened in the past. I don't know if that's the case, but there's something more to this. We're not being told. You're right. She would just not report the incident. And, and again, you have been sexual assault, sexually assaulted. I would think this would be horrific to somebody. And yet you're like, well, let me see how I can manipulate this for mm. political purposes. Yeah, there, but then quickly change your mind twelve hours later because your friend convinced you to. Yeah, exactly. What did he say for the convincing? Well, what, what was that yeah, conversation <laughs> like? <laughs> Who told you? What did you say? Oh, it was a bunch of a uh, bunch of white guys. What? Go tell him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so I should say who was then? Oh, so I should tell the truth? Right. Who knows? Well, just, and and no what sense. would have happened? I mean, had she not gone to uh, tell the truth? Had she continued this narrative of being a mixed group of people, a situation like that, would she have been okay with that? She could sleep at night knowing that she lied to the police about somebody who raped her? Good point, because what was her goal then? 
Why, okay, Andrew, you said, why wouldn't you just not report it if you wanted to protect the immigrants? But Skip brings up another point. What was your goal in reporting it? See, if I go report a crime, I'm reporting it because I want them to get the bad guys. Yep. I want them punished. I want to be made whole again. When people say, well, and they may do future, future crimes, okay, that's a distant second on my list. I want them punished for whatever they did to me. She obviously didn't want them punished because they weren't going to find the guys. Not when you misreport it. Was she just okay with them rounding up any guys? We got some guys and we'll punish them. That's good enough. You know? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, right. this, this whole story makes no sense to me. I there, mean, there's got to be something new that no comes sense. out at some point. I'm calling BS. Either she is absolutely certifiably insane or there's, there's something else we don't know about in this story. Who knows? It's... It's bizarre. And, you know, there, there, and there's this other situation that happened in Canada, another bizarre situation that is just flies in the face of truth. This is a Canadian woman who was assaulted by someone who says, I hate white people. And then she gets punched. And then the judge comes by later and says, well, I'm actually on the defendant's side. That's not a hate crime. How is that I have no inclination to believe that this person hates you for your race or something. She what? actually said it. She, she said, said I it. hate white people. What, you, what more evidence do you need than that? Exactly. Okay, back this is the very good. definition of How a hate did this crime. play out again? So this, this white woman, I think her name is White too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is even more Lydia ironic. White. Yeah. But she was assaulted by Tamara Crowchief. Crouchy? Crowchief. Chief. Oh. Crow Chief. Maybe it's Crow Chief. Could be. So the white woman's there. They're in this place of business, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this other woman randomly comes up and says, I hate white people. And then sucker punches her. That's how this, this whole thing plays out. It's pretty yep. much it. Is it sure possible does. that this crowd chef knew that her name was, was Lydia White and I hate white people? Yeah, like maybe that people was the judge's the name of white? Yeah, exactly. That would make no, more not sense. Caucasians if your name is white. <laughs> I had your family. Yes. Who his name was white and, you know. I don't know, it makes as much sense. But wait, no, because during her arrest, she was saying the white man was out to get her. Okay, so clearly this woman is anti-white. Clearly her punching this woman was based on race, but it wasn't a hate crime? That's what the judge says. I'm not satisfied beyond a reasonable doubt that this offense was, even in part, motivated by racial even bias. Even in part? <laughs> even in part! Okay, I have been, I have been uh, made uh, beyond a reasonable doubt... That it was totally based on race. So yeah. far, what did the judge need? These satellite know. photos from Mars to prove it? What? Well, and it was apparently a pretty serious assault, too. She lost a tooth, didn't yeah. she? <clears throat> punched her in the tooth. After, after being scrammed, saying, I hate white people, <laughs> is then punched. How is that not a hate crime? Well, I got your answer. I got your answer right there. I, I know what it is. Because it was a crime against a white person. That's, that's all I'm left with in America. I mean, I know this was Canada, but still, that's Same all thing, I'm yeah. left with, mm -hmm. is that you cannot be guilty of a hate crime if you are a minority. There are people who, who've said that. Chris Matthews has said before, like, racism means white people who believe they're above others. You're like, no, racism is when your race thinks you're better than this race. It's mm -hmm. not, the definition doesn't include white people. No. They we're, move, we're simply one race. They move the goalpost again. Absolutely. When I was a kid, they would have absolutely, everybody, even minority communities, the, the race-baiting leaders like the Al Sharptons, they would have agreed. They would have agreed with the definition you just laid out that I said that if you perpetrate a crime against somebody based on their race, that is a racial hate crime. They would have agreed with that. They would have agreed with um, if you don't like somebody based on race, you're a racist, all of this. And then they moved the goalpost because society changed. I mean, most people, white people, they're just like, okay, guys, I don't care. Let's just get about our business. I got a family to take care of. Most people moved on. So they needed to move the goalpost so they all have jobs. 
So Al Sharpton would be able to get a cushy job, so the NAACP would still be relevant. Otherwise, they would be gone. They needed to move the goalpost, and the goalpost was institutionalized racism. This idea that only white people can be racist because white people have been in power. So there it is. That's it. That's the... uh... That's the summary right there. Only white people can be racist. Right. That word in itself only applies to white people. A black man can never be a racist. An Asian can never be a racist. That's how they define it. So where do they move the goalposts next? I, I can't know. even imagine. That's the thing. I, but I, they know. will. Yeah, they're, they're not going to give up their find power. Something. Yeah, they're definitely going to find something to go ahead and continue this. I got it. I, I, honestly, I know what it is. Your what? turn in the tank. It's your turn in the tank. We're already seeing a little bit. Like pay your dues? It's like white man, pay your dues now? Right, exactly. We suffered for so long, now it's your turn to suffer. And as they they perpetrate absolute racial biases, crimes, whatever, against white people in the future, it will be, well, we suffered for so long, until you suffer that long, it won't be even. It won't be fair. Mm. That's where they'll move it to. They want to get even. they want to get even. No, I think so. Too. But no, but that's how, it. How long is it, though? I mean, how long will they have to keep that <laughs> moment of suffering for? Skip, skip. They'll just move the goalpost again. Where, wherever it ends up, I don't know. But they'll run with that for a while, and then they'll have to move it. I'll go, okay, guys, it's been 60 years of this stuff. Well, we added 200. Okay, 200 years down the road. Okay, what now? They'll just have to come up with something else. They will. I mean, look at what Black Lives Matter has done in some of the people. Mm-hmm. Even um, agreeing and promoting the idea... That violence is good because it's different now. It's the, the, we're not seeing success fast enough when it comes to the you know, race movement and making things equal. They'll justify anything. Now violence is okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very different narrative than you know, peaceful resistance, peaceful demonstration, stuff like this. It's always moving the goalpost because Al Sharpton needs a job. You can't be a white man and believe in Black, black Lives Matter either. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked about Justin Timberlake right. on your program, yep. uh, I don't know, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. saying he was all about the BET Awards, and he's like, hey, word, I like it. And then they're like, no, no, don't you dare appropriate our culture. And he's like, I'm agreeing with what he just said. What is your problem? And then he ended up backing down and saying, I'm sorry if you were offended, which kind of sucks. But that's what they do. You can't be a white man and ever, ever agree with a black man. Well, cultural appropriation. Yeah. There's another way they've moved the goalpost mm-hmm. on this stuff. Right. You can't even. So some of the stuff, what this is, is whether uh, white people are not wanting to be racist anymore, learning their lesson or just fine, whatever. Let's be beyond this. Whatever it is, people in many cases have said, let's just make this go away. Fine. You want us to do this? We will move to that point. Got it done. Think about this. Think about how we have eradicated the N word from society from from a white perspective. Obviously, rappers and that still use it. It's been, it, and it was eradicated within like 10 years that people were, were fired from jobs. You couldn't say it on television. You couldn't, I mean, it was, it's the ultimate bad word in America now. You cannot, I could drop an F bomb and not get fired. I've had that happen. You drop an N bomb, you are done. So think about this. White people said, okay, fine. We don't want to offend you. That's a problem. Got it. We will not say the word. Happy. And then the goalpost gets moved. Now you can't say this. You can't say that. We can say that word. Otherwise, mm-hmm. right? I'm saying it's just moving the goalpost. It's going to be very interesting to see where this all ends up, though. I mean... <clears throat> I don't know if interesting is the right word. Well, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> but, you know. Um, 
Yeah, interesting. No, yeah, how? Yeah, it's interesting to see because, like you said, the goalpost keeps on moving. So I, I'm just interested to see where it's. It seems so crazy the world we're living in now that it's going to actually get worse and change, and there's going to be new things we have to deal with, new things we can't say, new things we can't do. Where's it going to end? Well, think about the disparity back and forth of you must recognize race, you can't recognize race. It goes back and forth, right? Again, you recognize you do. It's cultural appropriation. If you don't, how come you didn't give us our dues? Mm -hmm. Will we get to a point where you can't recognize or even say black and white with regard to people? Is that it? We've we've had people say you can't say, like, um, black holes in space. There was a councilman. There was a. You didn't know that yeah. councilman that, that, that he he was on council in Houston. I don't know if he still is. You can look it up and see. He went off on this whole thing, and I think some members of Congress backed him up that all these things like black hole in space or black magic that's all negative and mean. You, know, you can't say it's all racist. Black ice too. Black ice. Know? That's it's all that's things right. that are horribly racist according to this council. In fact, I got to tell you that story. We'll do it coming up next. It's Doc and Skip pinch hitting for Pat and Stu today, along with Andrew. In for I guess you're you're Jeffy today. For Jeffy, I lost a lot of weight. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe, pinch hitting for Patents Stew today. Andrew's joining us as well, playing Jeffy today. You want to join the program via the telephone, you can. It's uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. We'll get some calls coming up. You can also tweet at us, at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, or at... What's yours? Uh, it's Andrev Herzog. That is the German equivalent of my name. The what? What is it? Andrev. So replace the W. Wait, no, right there. There. Replace the W with a V. Jeez. And then put a T so that you pronounce the last name correctly. It's kind of... There it is. Hey, can you make this any why more complicated? Could you put a couple, like, uh, teal days in there or something? Or uh, umlaut? 4312 underscore. There's no umlaut? No. Can there be umlauts? I don't think there can. I don't think so. That'd be fun. In, Ger- in German Twitter. Yes. In Twitter. There is. But Twitter. Not Twitter. Okay, this is how bad it is. So years ago, I, uh, for many years, had worked at a radio station in Cleveland. And when you live in colder communities, some of you may know, there is a phenomenon that happens on the roadways when it gets cold where ice will freeze. But you can't see that there is ice on the road. There's not a lot of snow with it or sludge. And they call it black ice because it blends in with the blacktop. It's called black ice. Black ice. And it becomes normal during the winter months for uh, reporters, traffic reporters, to say, and watch out for that black ice this morning. Uh, Be careful. We've had some reports of black ice, so be careful if you're driving to work today, blah, blah, blah. And it never failed. Every year we would get a call, a complaint, the front desk. Somehow somebody would complain. They'd write the local newspaper of people saying, watch out for black guys this morning. You know, if you're driving to work, be careful of the black guys out there. You don't want the black guys to get you. I'm like, it's black ice. Really? We're just going to say, yeah, it's uh, traffic's backed up on the East Shoreway uh, coming into Cleveland this morning. However, uh, watch out for the black guys on the inner belt southbound. 
We're, that, we're, would be, that would be pretty what? troubling. What? Don't get me wrong. I, I, I almost uh, don't blame the guys, because if you had heard that in your head and that's what you thought said... Right, but why would you, yeah. why would you think that they were reporting... Watch People. out for the black guys. Yeah. Right. What are, wait, what are you talking about? You mean there's black guys standing on the side of the road, in the middle of the road? What are you talking about? Maybe you would go, huh, benefit of the doubt, they didn't mean that. Let me run through it in my head. You've never heard this before? Watch out for the black guys this morning. No, I have. I've you know? There. And it just, no one takes the time to think it through logically. Any, you know, constructive thinking and be like, hmm, I doubt that's what they said. Let me verify and rewatch. No one does that. They just jump right to the conclusion and say, oh, my God, black guys out on the road. <laughs> and, why, and why do they assume that? Why do they assume that you said black guys? It's easy. They don't have to do any research, and they were brought up that way. That's it. We, we have just trained people. They already have that people. expectation that there's going to be racism there, so when they hear something they think is, it's, oh, confirm it. is. Tell us look out for the black guys. <laughs> there was a comedian years ago who used to do a bit on... Um, his uncle was very much very uh, adamant about stuff like this and militant when it came to this stuff. And he would find racism where there wasn't. And one of his bits was, how come they put black olives in a can, but green ones are in a jar? Riddle me that, Skip. How come? I, I don't They're know. They're trying to keep the black olives down, hidden from society. They don't want them. I would imagine it's, a, uh, it's an issue of preservation. Probably. It could have something yeah. to do like that, too. I'm not a food scientist. Though, that's so right. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, frankly, I don't care. But that was, that's the type of stuff you're looking at. You, you lead with this because you expect it. You've been taught to do this as well. So watch out for those black ices this morning. <laughs> Ice, black, this morning. She's a crack. And every time I just feel like... Oh, I would love to field those calls all day. <laughs> No. Don't worry, ma'am. We're going to talk to him, okay? We're, we're going to get talk. this fixed. We'll get this settled. He'll be okay? fired immediately. In fact, we're going to take him out back and beat the hell out of him for it. Don't but, worry. By the way, ma'am, the roads are slippery this morning, too, okay? <laughs> I just want to clarify, the roads are a little slippery, so be careful if you're out there. That's right. The black guys are out there. You don't have to worry about them, but do watch for the ice, because that's going to be an issue this morning. I mean, would you care if they actually said, hey, you know, that part of town, there's some rough guys. There. Watch out for those white guys this morning. Out on the uh, the inner belt, watch out for that. I'd be like, oh, okay, great. There's some uh, some trouble up there. I'll I'll keep him rolled up on the way into work. Right, right. Another way, I another would another probably direction. laugh. Right, so, I would be like, what? Watch out for the white guys. Issue. Okay, <laughs> sure. I just would go about my day, and watch I would want to research more and be like, why do I want to watch out for these guys? Watch out for those Polacks in Parma as you're driving through there too. So you know, you know, watch out for those poles. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. All right, we're going to get a break in here. I want to come back and talk about uh, some of the other happens and going on. Uh, we got to touch on what happened in Minnesota, that shooting last night, and also the one in Baton Rouge with the uh, shooting of Alton Sterling. This is all really, really tricky, and these ones look pretty bad for the cops. We'll get some of your calls coming up on it as well. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. The way I understand it from the control booth is Ron is okay. That's what it says on our screen. Ron is no, okay. No, okay, Ron. In Oklahoma. Oh, well, that so changes everything. Oh, okay. In Oklahoma. Uh, Ron yeah. in Oklahoma. Edit that all out. Don't worry. No. How are you, Ron? Yes, sir. Great. How y'all doing? Doing. Awesome. Good. We're doing well. What's going on? Uh, listen, I just wanted to say what scares me about these 
uh, working on our gun laws the way they're trying to is the fact that the Muslim, the Obama administration calls me a terrorist because I'm a veteran, because I carry a Bible, and because I have a gun, and those reasons are enough for them that I'm, I'm a terrorist. And so when they make these laws, it may look real good on paper today, but it's how they dilute it tomorrow that's going to affect all of us, because that's when they're going to make it legal to come get all our guns. Well, then you have the issue if Hillary Clinton gets elected, she's likely going to uh, appoint at least one and possibly multiple people to the Supreme Court, which changes all that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, when I look at Hillary, I see every one of those politicians, re Republican or Democrat. I don't. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I think the, the people feel about our government today. We can't trust any of them. Yeah. I think you're right, Ron. Thanks so much for the call, Ron. Let's go to Pennsylvania, actually to Georgia now, and Nikki. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. Good. Was, I happened to look at your show, and I was listening to the racism issue. And funny story, I actually got fired because of what you were just saying to a degree. There's a birthday song on the Disney movie Madagascar. It's one of the first things. It says, happy birthday to you. You live in a zoo. You look like a monkey, and you smell like one, too. Great song. One of my staff members came in. It was her birthday. She's having a bad day, and I sang it to her. It's on a Disney movie. I got fired. Uh, is she a minority? She's a black person. Mm. Was she? I got fired. Was she upset by because, it when, uh, like, outwardly when you when you sang it? No, I got fired twenty five days later. So they did an investigation, uh -huh. and they said that I was violating EEOC and I was harassing people. Harassing? I was harassing the staff member because I called because I said the word monkey, and I was told that that's offensive. How how am I supposed to know? I didn't know. But she wasn't upset when you did it. I mean, she laughed or whatever, no. and you guys had the little party celebrating. You moved on, right? She told me she was upset, and I talked to her. We straightened everything out. And then 25 days later, there was an, there was an investigation by a black person. Mm -hmm. My supervisor was not notified. All this was done behind her back. And she gets a letter, and, hey, you fire her. That's it. And so okay. that's what I just went through. <clears throat> Wow. All because how, they how, said that I'm yeah. racist. Oh, and then they said um, a couple of years back I had posted images of the Confederate flag on my Facebook page. Well, my Facebook page isn't public, and my staff members aren't on it, and it was before I even worked for this company. And they have tried wow. to label me a racist. Wow. Right, but that's today's world, sadly, is stuff that you posted on your Facebook 10 years ago can't right. come back to bite you. Is that, is that legit? I don't think so, don't but think so, that's dude. what the world is going to do to you, and that's what sucks. Wow, Nikki, that's yep. really horrible. So how long ago was that? Um, this was the end of April. How long did you work there? Um, I've been there for about almost a year. Hmm. And no write-ups. It was just it was an amazing, you know, amazing job. I was doing an amazing job. I was making them money, uh, everything. Uh, because of yeah. that, it's, it's crazy. So have you found another job? Not yet. Um, I am trying to go about the proper procedures and file with the appropriate places, EEOC, yeah. and trying to find a lawyer. But, um, yeah, you're right. You know, this is racism. Racism isn't just yeah. blacks. Well, the, and the thing, the thing is, Nikki, you, 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 this will, uh, and I'm just being honest with you, this is going to be a, tight, a tough case for you to win because right now in America, um, you're, you're the bad guy in all of this stuff, even if it was unjust, mm -hmm. and it sounds like it. Um, or un unnecessary, 
it's going to be a difficult case for you to win. I feel bad, and I hope you get a job. I, I guess the only thing I could offer you, as crazy as this is, is at least you're not working for a company that is so stupid as to put you through this. That's not the company you want to work for, anyway. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, that's a little solace, right. but, you know. No, and you're right. But like you said, this is the truth of what's going on. And it, it's it's ridiculous, just like your little black ice comment. Same yeah. thing. It's crazy. I just... Uh, Wow, you're singing a song. Maybe they just really don't like Disney movies. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, maybe it had something to do with that. Maybe your singing was really bad. Yeah, I was going to ask that, Nikki. I mean, are you, do you have a nice singing voice, would yeah, you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, is that okay. possibly part so. of it? We're gonna I mean, have, I sound good in the shower. Well, we're going to have to hear it now. You're going to have to actually perform that. You're gonna, can you bust that out? Let us hear it. No, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll skip that one. But just like you said, I mean, it's so silly that we live in this world. It's awful. She's difficult, you can tell. That's yeah, the reason she was fired, it's... likely because she's difficult. You know, she's not willing to sing the song now, you know. First, she <laughs> sings the song to offend people. Not that. All right, Nikki, God bless you, and I, I wish you the best. I hope you find something. And best of and luck, good luck Nikki. to you, okay? All right, thank you. Have a good day. Like I said, I know it's a little solace, but at least you can, you can take some comfort in saying that's not a company you want to work for anyway. Yeah, definitely if not. That's the type of people they are. If they're so crazy about that or other people, you don't want to work for them anyway. All right, uh, we got to touch on an issue of uh, Hillary Clinton and her emails. Now, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, and it's been covered quite a bit. But there's a new little angle to it. If you go to theblaze.com, you can even find the story in its entirety about Alan West. Alan West has a different take on Hillary Clinton not being charged over the email scandal. Alan West says, right on, this is a good thing. Andrew, please enlighten us. Why would Alan West say this is a good thing? Do your best to explain this to us. Well, actually, I'll just uh, I'll quote him. Okay, quote him. And then I'll do my best to explain. Mm-hmm. He says, My concern has always been that Barack Obama would release the hounds on Mrs. Clinton and then push for his vice president, Joe Biden, to be the Democrat nominee. And then to placate the far lefty socialists who own the Democratic Party, Obama would just position Senator Elizabeth Warren as Biden's VP. And that would be a really tough ticket to beat, since Joe Biden's favorables, regardless of gaps and such, are extremely high. But James Comey just delivered a gift wrap with a bow on it. So, so he's, he's saying yeah. because Joe is so lovable and Obama would have inevitably chosen Senator Warren in order to placate the true Democratic Party, and then there's your ticket, that we'd be screwed if we actually had that as the actual ticket. So he's saying, hey, good Comey for saying Hillary sucks, but I'm not going to prosecute, therefore she's still your nominee. This seems like he was grasping at straws. He was trying to think, make himself feel better, almost. Okay, so I think you could sum this up by saying this makes no sense. Yep. That's the, no, he's saying that it's a, it's, it's a good situation because uh, it's going to be easier to beat a, a, a Joe Biden. Listen, Hillary Clinton is not going to have problems at this point, looks like, to, to What are the Donald polls? He, he's up by like 10, she's up by like 10 points in every poll. 10 I mean, they, it varies a little bit, but you're right. She is cleaning Donald's. I mean, there's a lot of race to be run, a lot of time before November. But at this point, it's not in jeopardy. So that's the first thing. Next Everything he said is like 16 ifs. If this were to, you know, if they would have found her guilty and if she resigned and if, therefore, uh, the president came in and said, Joe Biden's who we need. And then if everybody got behind him, then if Joe picked her, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and then if Joe. How many ifs do you need here, Alan? This doesn't make any sense. This this, is nonsense. At this point, there is nothing that Hillary or Donald could do that would make them lose their supporters. Uh, the only thing would be maybe to say the N-word. Yeah, you know? there it is. Exactly. Maybe that. That's maybe it. that. And then that's where you lose the you know, the nomination. But other than that, 
for Hillary to get away with everything that she has, and for Donald, the idiot that he is, to get away with everything that he has, for those two to be our nominees, we're screwed. They're, they're going to make it to the election. One is going to be elected, and then that's who we're going to have for four years. So, By, by, by the way, uh, would, in this scenario, if Clinton had been charged, and, and by the way, charged and arrested and whatever doesn't mean she was going to drop out immediately. Right. We don't know what would have happened. Let's say in that scenario they handcuff her and she's like, I'm out, I'm so sorry. And they wheel her away in a perp walk, you know, after the perp walk. If that had happened, do you think uh, Bernie Sanders might have had something to say? Oh, yeah. Now that Hillary's out, I support Joe Biden. No, he would have fought for it and likely won it. Mm -hmm. What are you talking? This makes no sense. Not to mention the fact that Hillary Clinton needs to be charged because she committed a crime. See, that's the other angle to it, too, that she did something wrong. So uh, this decision is bad because she's not going to be held accountable for the laws that she broke. Aside from the politics of things of who's going to win in the election, who would be easier to beat, it's a bad situation because this woman broke the law and it's not going to be charged for it. Imagine for a moment, Skip, if she was not running for election. Her political career, they, she announced, is over. I'm retiring. I was Secretary of State. Here's what happened, and now I'm retiring. But that, that email scandal with Hillary Clinton had happened that way. Is it okay, then, if we don't charge her in Allen West's mind? But the, the point being, I want her charged first and foremost because she committed a crime as Secretary of State. And that crime included putting America and Americans in jeopardy. Period. That's it. I'm not wanting her arrested or convicted of a crime or whatever so she's not running anymore. Mm -hmm. Because what do I get then? Bernie Sanders? Joe Biden? Any of them. And she's leading now. It doesn't matter at this point. I want her arrested because she committed a crime. I'll bet you there's a lot of people that over the last couple of days have been saying, you know, it's a shame, how dare Comey, whatever, because they want her knocked out of the race. No, I, I definitely think that's a much larger part of things. Absolutely. I, I really hadn't even considered that. My main focus is she committed a crime. There was a Megyn Kelly who came out and said on her show that Republicans loved Comey when he was all about investigating. And they're like, hey, good for you. But then when he comes out and says, yeah, we're not going to prosecute, then they all turn on him. And now he's, this was uh, he's in Congress. Now they hate him. This it's, was all just a show. Oh, absolutely. So even if she weren't running for president, would she have been prosecuted? No. I think she would have just been drawn in front of Congress. They would have made a big show about it, and she still would have gotten off. Listen, and my biggest problem with Comey in this is that he laid out all of the ways that she violated the law and then went, but we're not going to do it, and but we would charge other people in the future if they do the same thing. That's the thing that makes no sense. That's the reason I'm so angry at him. If he had just come out and said, we conducted the investigation, it turned out there were no emails, blah, 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 I may think there was even a cover-up. Based on how it was laid off. But I wouldn't be ticked off, ticked off at Comey. He admitted what she had done wrong in great detail and then still said, but we're not going to do anything about it. And don't get any fancy ideas in the future. We may charge you. See, that last part was the most surprising thing to me. That almost seemed like something that wasn't supposed <laughs> to get out. That, that was a, a note he had written down wasn't going to actually be in the speech. You know, we still got to prosecute if this happens in other situations. That seemed like a huge mistake for him to say that publicly. Oh, wait, I don't think he wanted to get caught with his breasticle in the ringer. I'm serious. I don't think he wanted to, to paint himself into a corner where the future someone's like Hillary, whatever, which they would do anyways, regardless. Right. But then he's on record as saying, we told you just because we didn't prosecute Hillary and we should have that we're not going to prosecute you. And then think how this whole thing played out in the last couple of days. OK, Tommy is testifying today. When did all this stuff break? Day before yesterday, late. 
right? Midday, something like that. So we had all day yesterday with it then. So he is testifying already? No. They likely had already had him scheduled to testify before Congress. This is likely what was already going on. Already planned, locked and loaded. They made the decision to come out to the American people before they testified to Congress, for whatever reason. And the reason really isn't that important, other than to know that this is all planned. Right? When did, when did he determine that they weren't going to prosecute her? Was it that day? Two weeks ago? Hmm. Was it... And again, look at how I planned Bill Clinton meets with uh, Loretta Lynch, right? A couple days later, we're not... Oh, a couple days later, Loretta Lynch says, that was wrong, Bill and I shouldn't have met. We won't do such a thing again. You know what? I'll just go ahead and stick by whatever the investigators determine if yeah, we I... should prosecute them. That was her cover, folks. She, she announced her cover before he announced that. What would have happened if Bill Clinton had not met with uh, Loretta Lynch and she had not made that statement? People would then be looking to her and saying, "Okay, he said they're not uh, they're not recommending uh, uh, recommending to you that they're to prosecute." We'd all be saying, "Loretta, you still got to prosecute just because he's not recommending it." Mm -hmm. He laid out that whole case; it's pretty obvious. You can still prosecute. I mean, it's clear that the law was broken. Here. Yes, she's already on record as saying, "I'll stick by what the investigators say." They floated her cover on this thing before all that. Really? That just happened to be? She's like, wow, did I get lucky on that. No, this is all a pageant. Bill meets with her. I'll stick by what the prosecutor say. And, and her backup, brilliant, was, because you're all being critical, I'll let you know. I'll just stick by what the prosecutor say. She may have already known at that mm -hmm. point. She probably did. Oh, yeah. Because I got the breaking news, I think it was last night, where... Loretta Lynch announces she'll just, as she said, go by with what the prosecutor said and there will be no prosecution. The fix is in and it has been for weeks, maybe months. All right, we're going to get a break in. This is uh, the Pat and Stew program. Doc and Skip in along with Andrew Herzog. Andrew Herzog on Twitter. It's Twitter. Thompson, Skip Lacombe with Andrew Herzog pitching for Pat and Stu today. We'll be, uh, are we with them tomorrow? I don't think we are tomorrow, no. are we? No. But you can uh, find out more about us. Just go to theblaze.com slash doc. That's theblaze.com slash doc. Get our show on demand anytime. It's absolutely free. We're uh, regularly heard weekday mornings on the Blaze Radio Network. So there's this issue with Roger Ailes and Gretchen Carlson. She is suing, alleging sexual harassment. And then Roger Ailes has responded. Do, what is the basis of the, her, of the lawsuit, first of all? She, did, did she file the lawsuit after she was fired? Well, apparently her, her contract was, was <clears throat> coming up and she was not renewed. 
And so um, that is where the mental uh, uh, stems from. That's what Roger Ailes is saying, is that her contract okay. was up and was not renewed. That and he her, said it's based on ratings. and Yeah, that her ratings were not where they okay. should be, um, even though she was the number one show in her slot, from what I understand. Yeah, but they, it's not even about being number one, because they're used to being number yeah. one. It's number one by what margin and how much mm-hmm. you're beating them. And, that, and by the way, that adds to, to dollars, revenue, advertising dollars. So I can understand that. I don't know what they were to say whether or not that was true, but I could understand that. She alleges sexual misconduct or inappropriate things. And I don't know Roger Ailes. I don't know any of them. He might be a great guy if you've worked with him. Maybe he's not. I I don't know. I always got kind of an odd feeling of him from what little things I've seen on television. Seems odd. And I've never been a particular fan of Gretchen on camera. I wouldn't doubt that somebody would sexually harass somebody and say, hey, if you want a job, you know, whatever, that does happen. Mm -hmm. The thing I found odd about it, though, Andrew, is her statement, because she also is blasting Steve Ducey, her former co-host, right? She was saying just general harassment and then maybe some sexual harassment from, like, Ducey and her time on the Fox and Friends show. Yeah, but theirs, she said Ailes was, like, casting oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, he was the hardcore. Saying, like, you sleep with me and you can have a job type of thing. Mm-hmm. And we're way paraphrasing. But the Steve Ducey stuff, she was like, they just said inappropriate things. Well, listen, I don't know what happens there, but around here, and probably your work, too, people make jokes. Yeah. Not that it's right, but that part seems like a stretch to me. Yeah, no, it definitely does. But, I mean, yeah, based off of all this is true, I mean, Roger Ailes, uh, I mean, was, was completely, I mean, not even trying to hide it, saying that it'd be good for you, it'd be good for me, why don't we sleep together to advance your career? What's his response now, Andrew? What's, what's the latest on this? Well, he says they're false. Of course he's going to say that. That's a very That's pretty much it. It was false. It was ratings. And he says it forward. was false. And look, she knew her career was ending, so she decided to conveniently throw this lawsuit in to get attention and to try to make money. He says, this, is, this lawsuit is not only offensive, it's wholly without merit and will be defended vigorously. Okay, so who knows? But why would Gretchen lie? What would she get out of this? She, to come all, forward she, and say, hey, I was sexually harassed. Let's have a lawsuit and make it public. What, what could she possibly gain if she was lying? I mean, number one, I, she strikes me as somebody who's hypersensitive about this stuff. You could tell since she has a problem with her coworkers as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just my opinion. And um, then to say, I'm doing this for all women who may look for a job in the future and young girls and whatever. No, no. If you have a problem, if somebody wronged you, wrong. And don't worry about stuff in the future. I don't, I'm not buying into all this stuff. We'll see. The lawsuit will come out. More yeah. will come out in the lawsuit. with this one, folks. This one, we're really going to need your help on the phone lines and on Twitter. At Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe and at... Let's just say Andrew Herzog. Andrew Herzog. Okay, fine. Um, we'll, we'll tweet out a link to it, Skip and I, because you'll never find it any other way. And on the phone, it's 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. We really need your help with this one. By now, you've probably heard, at least heard of Alton Sterling, the man who was shot in, um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
This one looks pretty bad for the police officers, and we've dissected this uh, on and off the air for the last, uh, I don't know, day now. Last night some people talked about it. We talked about it this morning. We need your help. Is this the time when cops did wrong and he shouldn't have been shot? Was he responsible? Because he was clearly resisting arrest. So could shot, should the cops have shot him? Was, was their life in danger? This is um, the, the claims, again, that racism has fueled police officers to shoot a black man. That's, that's what's the narrative all over the country. In fact, here in Dallas, I saw that uh, there's going to be a protest tonight at 7 o'clock at some park. So all over America, that. And then there's another case in Minnesota, which we'll get to that later on. But, uh, Skip, overall, what is your take on it? Based on the very limited information we have available right now, it does appear that it was probably an excessive force type thing. Uh, probably should not have been shot. I understand we give a lot of leeway to police officers to to uh, make these decisions and to have that split-second thought, but this one seemed to, there could have been a better way to handle it. Andrew, what is your take before we get to the video? Well, now wait, what do you mean there's a better way to handle uh, uh, What would that have been? To have possibly tased him or used non-lethal type Well, they did tase force. him. That was before well, all this. Yeah, to tase him again or something, oh, again. to re-tase yeah. him. Okay. I was just curious. I mean, and or and I, or and not shoot him at all, yeah, just keep wrestling yeah, with him. Yeah, I don't know what the solution might have been. I mean, I'm not a police officer. We can argue about that. But um, it seems as though it was an excessive force type, type call, that this one, the cops may be in the wrong. I would tend to agree with Skip that it looks terrible. But okay. looks can be deceiving. We don't have all the information yet. We do right. know, though... He had a gun in his pocket, and when you watch the video, you see that after he's been shot, the cop reaches in that right pocket and pulls it out. And there have been stories saying, like, oh, he's a felon, he's got all these issues, and then you always bring up, well, look, let's just focus on the shooting, the, the shooting. death. You know, right. let's forget his past and whatever happened, doesn't matter if that's real or not. Let's just focus on the shooting. Should that man have been shot, who should be held responsible? You're right. That, that's what it comes down to. I mean, he could be a felon. If he hadn't been shot, he likely would have been arrested for something, or they would have said, oh, okay, no harm, no foul, and they would have been about their business. All of that is thrown out. The issue today and why people are upset is he was shot and killed by the cops. So that is the issue. Let's focus on that. What he said to the police prior to the scuffle, prior to the resisting arrest, what he did, his past, he may be a scumbag, he may be a great guy. We don't know all of that out the window. We want to know, were the cops justified in shooting him? That's what the, the whole crux of this. Now, if he was tased before, that's irrelevant, other than he was resisting arrest. Were the cops justified? They end up on the ground. The videos that we've seen, and again, we have limited information. We'll play the videos for you and show you the clips. I think it comes down to something even more simple if it was justified. Were the police in danger of being shot by a gun that he did have? Did he have the gun out of his pocket, in his hand? Could he have shot the cops with it based on the position of the police officers and him? If you look at the video, notice where the police officers are leaning, leaning on him. He's on his back. His left hand and arm is immobile. You'll see the officer that shot him, the one closest to his head, is leaning on his hand, on his wrist. He was, it was immobile. His legs weren't going anywhere. He was bucking and fighting, sure. His right hand, we can't fully see. That's the one that was near the gun, had the gun, we can't tell. But try to strain and see, would he have been able to shoot the cops? That's the whole crux of it. I'm not sure. I do have some... Some questions for the police officers. We have uh, both the videos? We do. I had them blurred and bleeped, obviously. Okay. But they're still... There's some of you're, it. You're watching a man die. We'll just... Yeah, we're sorry about that. Let's just... Let's take a look and see if we can determine if the cops were justified. 
saw right there at the end he grabbed the uh, gun from his pocket but like you said we couldn't see what the right hand was doing it's under the car practically and the camera the angle you can't see what he's going for so and I, I did see somebody on Twitter had gone through frame by frame of the video and you can see before the shot you can see a glimpse of his right hand so at least it wasn't pinned in the same way his left arm yeah. was um, yeah. and I mean based off what it sees it looks like he is moving from his upper body to his lower body perhaps reaching for the gun even with that though I mean I don't feel and, and again, we can argue about this, but I don't feel like his life was in imminent danger at that point. That okay, those... yeah, you see his hand go up there. I just saw it go up. Um, yeah, it, it still just seems like excessive at that point. Are, are we getting caught up in the fact that he, he was shot five times in the chest that close while the cops had him down? That is pretty brutal. I no, mean, I mean, I mean and, okay, cops, you may be screaming at the TV going, Doc, you don't understand. I'm a cop. I've been in that situation. You believe your life is in danger. Maybe you do. Maybe we don't understand that. I, I'm admitting there could be a bias, you know, from the camera angle and the way it looks. Maybe people are caught up in it because it was five shots to the chest. That close, not that you would have another option if you were a cop and had him on the ground, but he was pinned two officers against one. You see what I'm saying? Does that play into our bias on this, Skip? Possibly, just because it is so graphic and so seemingly shocking, too. And again, there wasn't a, a real big instance that made it seem as though their lives were in imminent danger. I think all those things combined have kind of made this uh, a bigger story. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, the, the, the narrative that already had been existing that these uh, police officers continually want to just go out and shoot black people. I don't think that race was really an issue in this. Um, it, it doesn't appear to be racially motivated. I think the same thing would have probably happened had it been a 300-pound white guy who was potentially reaching for a gun. Yeah, I mean, um, it's funny because I think if the guy was like, roar, coming at you and the cops had shot him, people would go, well, he was threatening you, right? But this, he looks wrong or right like he was down. But the funny part about that is many people said the Mike Brown shooting was absolutely wrong, which I think the cop was justified in that case. And Mike Brown was not pinned. Mike Brown was up fighting the police officer. So where is your narrative if you have defended most of these? If you defended Mike Brown, just like you're defending Alton Sterling and saying neither one of them did anything wrong, cops are just out there shooting black guys. Well, Mike Brown was a very different state. He was charging the cop. They were fighting. He threw the cop into, into the cruiser, into the seat. I think, he, like, I think he slammed, slammed the door, the door on, the on him, cruiser, something like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's very different. He was Mike Brown was fighting him and up and likely could and have ended up going for his gun, reaching for his gun. That's, one on one. That's right, one on one and going for his gun and could mm-hmm. have come up with it. So I just ask you to check your bias in this stuff on either side. It looks bad to me. We want to get some of your calls coming up. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Should we play the other video first, though? Yeah, let's go ahead and do a Philando Castile. I believe is how you say his name. This was in Minnesota, and this video is different because you see the aftermath. So right now we have. As Explain far as I can this see, case since we haven't set it up. This case is a girl. A girl and her boyfriend were driving. They were apparently stopped because he had a broken tail light. And so she decides to do a Facebook Live video right after he'd gotten shot in the arm possibly several times. And so she's keeping her hands on the wheel and holding the phone and, you know, shifting back and forth trying to record everything. And you see the cop who is absolutely frazzled. He is losing his mind. 
that he just shot someone. He's not happy about it, and there was no vindictive attitude from this cop. He was absolutely beside himself, and you could hear it in his voice. And the girlfriend, she's actually keeping her cool, which I thought was weird to me. I'm like, why are you going to do Facebook Live while your boyfriend's mm. dying right next to you? I don't know, but who knows? I'm, I'm not in that situation. Yeah, so anyway, and, and, and we questioned that on our show, too, and a lot of people tweeted at us saying that they uh, wanted to make sure that it could get out there and actually not be tampered with the police if she had she just been recording. Okay. So, I mean, that, that makes some sense. Makes sense. Again, my mind wouldn't immediately go to, I need to make sure I document this if my spouse had just been shot. Although, and we've talked about this, there are many people in the black community, many people that are black that question police officers if they're going to get a fair shake. Um, if I had that bias, wrong or right, yeah, I may think, let me go ahead and make sure that this gets out there. You may think differently about that. I wondered this morning in the program if it wasn't just a situation of we now think of Facebook and social media as our family and friends, that that's our go-to, where I would pick up my mom and go, oh, my God, they shot yeah. so-and-so, oh, whatever, yeah. that they go, oh, look at this, because my friends and family are going to well, see it. Well, the girlfriend, her name is Lavish Reynolds, she was on video explaining, hey, he has a concealed carry license. He has a gun on him. But, officer, you were telling him to grab his ID, which, which, which is what he was trying to do, and then you freaked out and shot him in the arm, and now he's bleeding to death. This seems like it could be more in the weeds than the uh, Alton video, because you're wondering, well, how are you going to know any better when someone's reaching for maybe their wallet? And then you pull it out, and it's a gun. What are you going to do? How does the cop... Supposed to, what is he supposed to do? In that well, situation? and that does strike me as so odd. I mean, it's got to be a fairly common occurrence on a traffic stop for somebody to make this type of a motion to reach into their back pocket. So I don't know why that yeah, caught, why the him, officer caught him out. so off guard. And, and I realized, too, I mean, I, I, apparently, too, he did mention that he had, uh, he, uh, he had a weapon on him. He had just gotten his concealed carry permit, like, very recently. So, I, I mean, I don't see how else you're supposed to provide the ID without going and making that motion towards your wallet. Yeah. Now, some people may say, well, there's where the racism plays because you assume the black guy going for the gun, white guy going for his wallet. But the cop in this case, not white, right? He's Chinese. And that's what the girlfriend said. Hmm. That throws off the narrative as far as the Alton Brown and the, you know, so although we know that Asian is worse than white. That's a whole different story I'll share later on. That's a whole different story we'll share later on. Oh, All right, let's go to the video and check this out. Pretty sad stuff. Let's, let's oh, yeah. check it out. This is the one from Minnesota. Hey, with me. We got pulled over for a busted tail light in the back. And the police just, he's, he's, he's covered. He they killed my friend. He's licensed. He's carried to, he's licensed to carry. He was trying to get out his ID and his wallet out his um pocket. And he let the officer know that... He had a firearm and he was reaching for his wallet, and the officer just shot him in his arm. We're waiting for a back. I will, sir. No worries. I will. He just shot his arm off. We got pulled on Larpener. I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand open. He had. You told him to get his ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh my God! Please don't tell me he's dead. Please don't tell me my boyfriend just went like that. Keep your hands where they are, please. Yes, I will, sir. I'll keep my hands where they are. Please don't tell me this, Lord. Please, Jesus, don't tell me that he's gone. Please don't tell me that he's gone. Please, officer, don't tell me that you just did this to him. Wow! I just I don't understand the way that played out. There's so many. It's odd. It's so it's very just very odd, odd how that played out. There's, there's nowhere near enough information for you to even have. An impression, almost. You're just wondering, I, I don't know what to think. Okay, 
I understand the officer is freaked out on this. I mean, he is understanding. Mean, he's just like, I told him not to do this. Well, keep your hands. And he's completely freaked out. She's like, yeah, please don't let him be dead. Uh, again, I'm not in that situation. I've been in that situation. And maybe she was worried about complying with the cops. So she didn't get shot. But I still feel like there would be some sort of motion to help him. I mean, mm, you think if she tried to reach over to hug him that she wouldn't get shot? What could she possibly do? Well, no, do? and that's what I'm saying. Maybe, but I think I wouldn't be on the phone. I would be like, officer, let me, mm. let me, let me, let me. How come you're not letting me call an ambulance? Let me help this. Not that she could do. That would just be my reaction. It's to, instinctual to, to, to take care yeah. of your wound or your damage. Again, not that it would, but hers was like, don't worry. I'm just going to stay on Facebook, but my hands will be here. Please don't let him be dead. I'd be like, let me help you so you're not dead. That's very sketchy to me. Another, Not that he deserved to be shot because of it, just right. sketchy. Yeah, and another heartbreaking detail to this is their, uh, their four-year-old daughter was actually in the back of the car, too. And um, uh, later in this video, the video is about ten minutes long, too. She's taken out of the vehicle, she's handcuffed and put in the back of a cop car. And she's uh, getting upset, too. She starts crying at one point, and the four-year-old girl says, It's okay, Mommy, I'm here. It's just heartbreaking. Wow. I feel bad for the police officers in this case. I feel bad for the families of the, the people who were shot in this case. It's just bad for everybody. Yep. I mean, the officers who, who shot Alton Sterling, their lives are done. Even if they are found, you know what, new footage. We got a satellite footage, security footage. He was absolutely wrong. The police was justified. What people don't realize, when police shoot somebody, even a justified shooting, that, that everybody would say, well, yeah, that person was threatening him, their lives change forever. Number one, you carry with you forever mm -hmm that you have killed somebody. It plays on your mind, even justified, it plays on your mind. And number two, police officers, when they shoot somebody, they rarely end up back out on the street. They end up on desk duty, they're given the crossing walk duty, all of this type of stuff, these, these menial tasks, because they're trying to push them out, because their insurance is so high. Their to send liability. Them, their liability is a second shooting, that's more lawsuits, more lawsuits. So they try to push him out. Often they, they're no longer a cop. They have to go do something else. Although I actually think with the Alton Sterling shooting that the cop that discharged his weapon was in another officer-involved shooting like three years ago. It could, could be, and that does happen. I'm just saying quite often. Yeah, no, that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify. Quite often they're, they're not out on the street again. Sometimes they do. Um, and I also feel bad for the family. I mean, nobody wants mm -hmm. to say, hey, I just watched this guy get shot next to me. You know, a loved one. My daughter saw it. My family. How about the family members that weren't there? But, hey, the whole world just watched him get shot. It was on Facebook, and everybody's talking about it on programs today. And every angle of Alton Sterling. I think you brought up a good point, is that anybody that says cops are bloodthirsty killers, I would say the great majority, 99% of them are not. You'll have that one freak every now and then that we saw once before where the man was running away and the cops that still one. shot him. South Carolina. South Carolina. You'd say, okay, yeah. you're the exception. Most cops don't want to shoot you. And then when they die, like you said, it sticks with you the rest of your life. You're, we're all human beings, so when you kill another one, it's going to stick with you. So, yes, it's terrible for the cops. It's terrible for the victim himself who Everybody. actually died. Nobody wins in this scenario. The, fall, right now, the fallout? We all have to deal with the fallout of this. That's true. The, the, the more racial disparity because of the claims of racism about this. Yeah, what do you think the cops did when they went home? Okay, they went and talked. They got, uh, you know, the statements filled out from their superiors, made sure, and then they went home. What do you think they did? They stamped, ha-ha, another one on the side of the door. I got another one today. No, they didn't sleep likely. I mean, they yep. were didn't sleep, miserable. Stared at the wall, considered suicide. I'm right. Sure that, I'm sure that happens. Is.
Right. I mean, that's that's not you can tell by the cop that's freaked out there. Now, some of it, he's he's fearful for his life, but he I but just he shot some. He, just did. he yep. knows mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. He knows there's going to be even justified across your mind. Oh, crap. There's going to be charges and a hearing and I have to go through this. And I mean, all of this stuff. And this guy's dead. And look at this lady and the kid. It's they bad they teach you the same thing when you get your concealed carry license. They say, look, your gun is your, you know, worst case <laughs> scenario, last resort, because when you take it out, Someone's either going to charge you or they're going to run away. And then when you decide to pull that trigger and you end someone's life, your life will forever change, whether it's justified or not. That's a great point. If you even take that gun out, you're going to... You're going to incite something. Either that person, you know, flight or fight. They're right. going to charge you and then you're going to be forced to kill them, which someone dies. Right. And that's with you for the rest of your life. Or they're going to run away. And since your adrenaline's going so crazy, you're thinking, oh, what do I do? And you try to shoot him then you obviously you made the wrong decision, but you can't, it's just... You know, it's funny about that. You're right, because what is most of our experiences, even if you have your concealed carry, even if you've been to the gun range many times, your experience with being in a confrontation where there is a gun involved, all of our experiences are 30 years of movies. And how many of these movies, you're... <laughs> shootouts, right? Cops shoot people that are fleeing, they run in the middle of the street, they hop on top of the car, civilians, you shoot people fleeing even. Right. I mean, that's just so you're not thinking about all that stuff. We have I'm not suggesting we ban movies or something like this, but I'm just saying we've learned all that, that, okay, guy, you pull out the gun, he flees. Ah, the guy's trying to get away. Are you going to think, hey, maybe I shouldn't shoot him? Or are you going to go with what your instincts are from what you've learned? I mean, most people would go with instinct. Yeah, that's what I would. I know. I told you about it was only six, seven years ago that I didn't realize cops wouldn't shoot you if you fleed. When all, when all of the, the uh, police chase videos started, and I remember I'm working in Richmond, Virginia, WRVA, and there was a story about a guy who um, fled from police, and then they chased him, and he got in an accident, caused somebody else to die or whatever. And I was like, what do you mean? And th- they had him. They, like, ran after. They could have shot him, whatever, and they didn't do it. I was like, why didn't you shoot this guy in the head? And they're like, cops don't shoot people when they flee like that. And I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. oh. you're right. I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do in that case? Right? I mean, wow. I mean, a solution to avoid these issues is just to know when the cop is there, you, you, you pay attention. You listen. You obey him. You know, if he says, don't move, don't move. Don't be like, all right, sir, you tell me and, exactly and, what to do, and I will do it. Because... And that's what people need to do happen, and that's what needs to be taught, too, because uh, you can take care of the legal system afterwards. If, if you were wronged, the ACLU will be happy to help you sue, uh, but you have to... Regardless, no matter what this officer is doing, you really do need to comply. Even if the officers are wrong, and I'm not suggesting, like, listen, ladies, if you're driving home late at night in an unmarked car and a sketchy guy claiming to be a cop comes up, I'm not saying those scenarios. But when you have legitimate reason to believe that that is a police officer who's pulled you over and is telling you to get down on the ground so he can handcuff you or whatever in a situation like this, you comply. You just do. Do not resist arrest. And even if the cop is absolutely wrong, if he's giving you kidney punches along the way, if he tased you without cause, get down on the ground and deal with it yourself, not your family dealing with it after you've been killed. Right? I mean, you have a live to fight another day. All right, but what is your take on it? I got to get some of your your uh, thoughts on this. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's eight 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 seven two seven Beck. You can also tweet at Doc Thompson Show at Skip Lacombe or at Andrews, whatever it is.
most of the crew of people we talked to off air, most people are leaning toward the, the Alton Sterling one in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as being the officer has some splaining to do. Little culpability in the officer. The other one in Minnesota, everyone's just confused by. That's, that's how they're shaping out at this point. We'll likely end up getting more information coming up. We'll get some of your calls. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. Wait. Anyway, I just remembered. You said, early, you said earlier that Asians are worse than whites. Is that what you said? Yes, they're worse than white. <clears throat> what do you, a, Asian people. Asians are worse than are white. Worse. Yeah, this is not my theory or my belief. This was told to my Asian wife. By who? A former co-worker of hers. So my wife was working at a, uh, at a law firm while she was in school <clears throat> in finishing up college, and she was also working in broadcasting. And this uh, co-worker would come in every morning that happened to be half white, half black, I think. But regardless, she was at least partially black. And she would come in in the morning and she would tell her about her, her partying and what she did the night before in the day. And sometimes it would be quite graphic because this particular girl happened to like the gentleman's in the company of gentlemen and engaged in amorous activities and she would give my wife specific details about what happened. So I went to the club, and Steve was there, and then we went home and fill in the blank with great detail. And my wife would just go, um, hey, that's, you know. She would give her the, the look that a lot of us give our coworkers when you're really busy. And you you just like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's kind of the subtle, you know, even if you're my friend and I want to hear this, I, I'm right in the middle of something. You know, you're on the computer, you're like, okay, I got it, like this. And some coworkers don't get it, and they keep going. And some are like, oh, I'll come back like this. Well, she would do that for a while. And this went on for weeks and weeks. And finally, my wife had had enough. And she's like, listen, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, I really don't want to hear about these stories. I'm just coming into work. And, you know, I'm not trying to be rude or whatever. I just, that's not my thing. I'm a little embarrassed just by it. TMI. I'm whatever. Right. Too much information, that type of thing. And she said, she started going off on her. And she said, you're worse than white. Because white is the great uh, the barrier. <laughs> there you know, it is, right. You can measure everything else up against how, worse, how bad they are based on being white. Here it is. Here is white. This is the bad line. If you go below it, you're worse than bad. But we know this is bad. This is white here. I just never knew that in her mind that... Asians are worse than white. Worse at what? <laughs> Listening or their enjoying their Care attitude. attitude. You should be willing to, yeah. And, and she meant it as a racial thing aside from the white and Asian thing. That was kind of a racial ground there. She meant it like that. And now yeah. what did your wife say to that? Um, she just uh, walked away. My wife has this wonderful ability to just, um, you're dead to me. She just, she can erase people from her mind. See, I wouldn't have done that. She can't do that. I would have filed was, an HR complaint. No, that. I would have told her off right there that's myself. That's racism. I'm going to file paperwork. That's more work for me. I would have been like, you're an idiot. Let's talk about this. Butter. Butter? No, butter. Butter. That was one of her, uh, her regular go-to guys, butter. Butter? Butter. I guess because he was smooth. I don't know. Butter. He was, uh. <laughs> was, I'm not kidding. I, and another one was, let me see if I can make it up. Cheesecake? I want to say cheesecake. Butter was definitely it. I want to say cheesecake. That, it can't was be one of the other ones. <laughs> that was his nickname. I'm, in fact, I'm going to text my wife during the break. I think it was cheesecake. And my wife was like, I just, I don't care about butter. Butter. I don't care about butter. 
How, much, how much longer after that did she continue working there? I mean, it did she have any more interaction with this person? A little bit, but she was almost done anyways. As, or as it turned out, looking back, she, she wrapped it up and, and moved on a couple mm. weeks later or whatever. So she didn't have much more. But still, um, every now and then at, at home, if, you know, my wife says her dumb style to remind her. She's worse than that white. she's worse than white, right? Exactly. Now, is that specifically because she is Korean or any Asian? Person Asians, at all? Asians okay. in general. She, the attitude was, um, "You're being insulting to me and my race and blah blah different things for out of nowhere." Because she would always play the race card. This was always coming up. This was always an issue. So she just branded my wife as worse than white. I'm assuming she meant all Asians, but it could have just been my wife. She might be cool with every other Asian, but just you in particular, you're even worse than white people. So I would have laughed. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, my wife laughs sure. about it now. She's like, "What does that mean?" And How I was absurd. like, "Well, and I'll remind. I go, look at this. You see this? And all that I do and am, you're worse <laughs> just than this that's right horrible. here." But that's fun when you can, you know, <clears throat> just have fun with your friends, your wife, and it's hey. If you can dish it, you can take it. You're like, hey, then throw it back at me. What do you, give me your best shot. And that's how it's supposed to be, Andrew. I mean, how, how do you expect to get along in an interracial marriage or relationship? And there's a lot of them nowadays. I mean, you're dealing with the fa- each other's families and cultures and all of this stuff. That's how it's supposed to be. That's, you know, people you care about, you respect, mm-hmm. your neighbors in your community, people that you love helping other people out. This is how it was. Even back in the day when, rightfully, there were laws and people that were keeping minorities down, that were doing heinous things, there were a lot of people that were also very poor, that happened to be white, and, you know, identified, had neighbors, people got along with each other. We, it was actually in some ways better when it came to that. People had their line and there was a division and that was your part of town. And those things were horrible, of course. But they weren't upset like this about certain words or phrases. I mean, unless you were really out to give somebody the business. Around here, we have lots of different people representing lots of different cultures. And we joke around. My wife and I joke around. I'm to the point now, I, I, I don't even remember that there's a difference. I just look at her as her. You know, you don't mm-hmm. look at somebody's race every day. You're not like, hey, how you doing, Asian? Hey, how, you know, it's not like going through your head the whole time. Right. That's that's how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. Joke. Give each other the business. There's no more critical thinking or you know the sixth sense of sarcasm. You like. Mm-hmm. We've take all a gotten joke. too sensitive with it now these take days. Take a joke. Oh yeah. What do you mean Everybody's by that? So, so what, thin what are you skinned. saying? What do you mean by that? People get upset too. Easily. You're saying I'm too upset too easily. No, I'm too no, sensitive. No, I'm painting with the broad brush that people. Damn in general straight are. you are. I don't know what you mean by that. You're attacking me because I'm tall. Is that what you're? He's getting upset about it right <laughs> okay. now. Hey, I'm going to get a quick break in here. Doc and Skip and Andrew pinch hitting for Patent Stew today. You might be worse than white. You might be worse than white. Might be. Oh, that's right. So for a while, Skip and I have been working on uh, some ideas for uh, to start a business, um, be kind of a brick-and-mortar business as well, and where we'll long-term end up. I mean, we'd love to be here at Studios in Dallas, Mercury Studios in Dallas, and do more stuff out of there. Could happen. But we may end up doing it somewhere else. We've thought of different parts, different parts of Texas and Florida. We're trying to be in warmer climates, whatnot. But I'm thinking, Skip, possibly Timminsville. I'm thinking that's uh, Timmonsville. Where's Timmonsville? Timmonsville, I just want to make sure. Andrew, is that South Carolina? 
Where's yes. Timmonsville? South, South Carolina. Carolina. That could be our place, Skip. Why Timmonsville? Because everything is apparently perfect in Timmonsville. Everything is so wonderful. There's no other issue in Timmonsville that they've passed a, sack, a saggy pants ordinance. <laughs> no saggy pants? <laughs> That's right, because if you have gotten to the point where you're like, guys, it's low next to no taxes, everybody's got gobs of money, there's zero crime, look at everybody's fat and happy, what else can we do? Ah, saggy pants. If you've gotten to that point that that's what you're worrying about, your lives are pretty damn good. Timmonsville, South Carolina. I do hate the saggy pants, though. Oh, I hate them, too, but is this your priority? Well, yeah, and I, and I, don't, I don't support any sort of, I mean, a government regulation or law against what you can and cannot wear. So right. I have a problem with that to begin with, but yeah, I have a problem with the saggy pants, though, I have too. no problem with these saggy pants. Yeah, no, I was going to no, say, those, those ones are okay, Those actually. are baggy pants. Those aren't saggy pants. Ah, touche. There's a difference. Touche. The saggy pants, I'm assuming in Timmonsville, is where your butt's hanging out. Or your underwear. Your underwear, whatever, because it's down. This is one of the stupidest fashion statements in the history of mankind. You know, this is right up there with powdered wigs. What blows my mind about it even more so is that oftentimes when you see <clears throat> these people with saggy pants, they're still wearing a belt. It's just, it's, it's fashion <laughs> below their butt. And you have a belt that's intended to keep it up above well, and, your butt. And some of them fasten the belt because their pants are literally right down here. They, they'll, they're down here. And they keep that tight so the pants don't drop oh, below yeah. here. They're trying to keep it up. Now, the other thing is then they keep their hand on the pants to keep them from falling. <laughs> I mean, how dumb. This is just not practical. Uh, There's a better way to wear pants. Yes, it's up on your hips so you don't have to wear them falling. You know what? If you want to wear baggy pants, at least get suspenders so they don't fall below here then. Right? Mm. I mean, you could affix the suspenders. Do that. Do that. And that's what I would be. I'd be the person out there with everybody else going, okay, so this is the fashion statement in our community, right? This is what we got to do to be cool. All right, I got to come away around this super glue. No, that's not going to work, whatever. How about suspenders under my white shirt that's 17 times too large? That would be a very interesting fashion statement combination. What's that? The suspenders with uh, the sagging pants. And well, I'm thinking you wouldn't be able to see them. I wouldn't be underneath okay. the big shirt, right? You maybe see just the shirt. tops of it on yeah. uh, some of the little clips. Yeah. I wouldn't have the button ones. I have clip ones, you know. Yeah. So like that. And you know. I, I probably wouldn't wear the, uh, the Mork, uh, Mork and Mindy rainbow ones. I'd probably avoid those. Um, so in, in, in Timmonsville, what is going to be the, the fine now or the punishment if you get caught wearing saggy pants? And how saggy is too saggy? Or is, there, is there a metric for that? Okay, have they officially passed it? Because I know they had a second reading, I think, on Tuesday night, Andrew. Is this passed officially in Timmonsville? It's been passed other places, too. It passed Tuesday night. Okay, it did pass Tuesday night. Okay. Yep. Um, do we know what the punishment will be if somebody gets caught? Yes, it's very, like, Dwight from the office. The first offense, you'll be getting a verbal warning. Second offense, you will get a written warning. The third offense, you will be fined up to, up to $600. So six hundred dollars. The cop is walking though. his beat, and he notices a wow. butt hanging out. He'd say, "Hey, hey, hey, watch yourself." And then if he sees it again twice, he'll be like, "Hey, hey, okay, look, I want to write you a little note. Then I'm going to put you in a registry so that when I see your butt again, see that's I can what find I'm wondering you. too. How do you keep 
tabs on this. You got your logbook? I mean, yeah, if you're a cop and you run by the same guy there, Skip Lacombe, damn it, I just told him yesterday. Same every day walking around. Now here's the written warning. Here it is. Okay, I may have a a memory of it. I imagine you could call him into court on that and say, hey, that was only my first warning or whatever. Is there a wall of shame at the police station? Is it one of those mug books like on Barney Miller back in the day? They'd flip it open. Here's the perps that have been given the verbal warning. The cops walk around. They take a picture. Uh, Skip Lacombe, I'm just, uh, he's got the baggy pants. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, check? Is this a verbal second, third? What a bunch of not. As much as I hate the look of these pants and how impractical it is, do you really need a law like this? No, I still stand for their right to wear them, even if I think they're a ridiculous fashion statement. There's another point. Don't they have a right to wear them? Aside from me hating them and everything else and saying they're impractical and they shouldn't ban them because I'm not in a bans, don't they have a right to? Wouldn't that be covered under the First Amendment, freedom of speech, by, based off what you're wearing even, too? I, I, make, I can make an argument for that. Well, I would say, yeah, the question is, is that, is that nudity then? No. I would think your underwear, even if you got rid of your pants completely, would be the same as going to the beach with shorts, <laughs> right? Or Shorts or a swim trunk. I mean, if uh, something else is... Uh, is exposed there, that's it. But from what I see, it's usually just underwear. I mean, it's a person's butt when you see him walking down the street, but it, it's their, their underwear. So don't they have a right to this? Not even nudity. If you say, okay, we've decided as a society no nudity, and we define nudity as being certain things, fine. This would not even be covered under a nudity. So I, I guess I they do? could probably make the argument <clears throat> that it's at least leading down the road of indecency to have your undergarments visible. Okay, don't go to the beach. The beach, you can't swim. Yeah, how dare you wear that uh, bathing suit? That's leading down the road to indecency. No, you know, no, no, yeah, no, I, 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 mean, I, I don't agree with that statement. When I, Doc Thompson, go to the beach, I am far more exposed than the people I'm talking about that would be covered in this because they've got the size 52, double, triple, 52X white shirt on with the baggy pants and the underwear hanging out. I am just in... Shorts. But they're judging the intent of you wear you don't wear pants to the beach. You wear your shorts, you wear your bikini to the beach because okay. it's swimwear. Sure. So when they're on the street, they're saying, Hey, we don't want public nudity, we don't want to see your butt. If you're gonna try to put on some pants and a shirt and you're not doing a very good job covering it up, well then But we're you're not find seeing you. their butt, you're seeing their underwear. Well that's included in the law. They say if we see nudity, if we see your butt crack, and if we see your underwear. Okay. That's all included. So if I put a bathing suit on and stu- instead of Excuse me, instead of underwear? You'd probably be fine. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So I would have, there would be, the person would be wearing more than what they would wear to the beach, but there you go. Well, would you feel just as comfortable with, um, to use this as an example, like your wife uh, uh, going out in just a bra versus like a bikini? I mean, yeah, what's the difference? I don't, I mean, I don't see the difference in it. I mean, what's the point? I mean, depending upon what they're made out of, if they're virtually the same material, I mean, who the heck cares? If one is more exposed than the other, that's what it comes down to. I don't, I'm not bothered by this. They're, they're clearly trying to make it the nudity type thing, right? Or it's inappropriate. Inappropriate. Um, I think it looks slovenly. I think it's trashy. I think it's stupid. It's impractical. I hate the way it looks. And I, quite frankly, don't want to see your underwear. However, I think you have a right to do it. And if you're heading down the nudity route, it certainly doesn't make you any more nude than what people... Uh, you don't... You, See people wearing all the time. Low-cut outfits, low-cut dresses for the women when you're talking upstairs, downstairs. You got skirts real high. What about that? Well, for a while, too, it was a fashion trend that women would wear their underwear so that like, the back of like their G-string would Yeah, that the was top. their thing. Well, they, yeah, they had the super low-rise jeans or whatever, and then the you'd see that. Tail. Would, well tail, that's right, yeah. Would they be covered under this as well? 
Do we know if it's men and women both? I both. guess it would pull both. probably. So if you had the G-string, right. it'd probably be covered as well. That's yes. a good question, though. That's yeah, a really good question. That would be underwear, yeah. Oftentimes, women will wear those low-rider jeans. That's, that's why I would say, is how do they decide the metric for who is sagging and who isn't They're sagging? trying too hard to control society. You know, you just can't enforce that. What are you doing? Um, What's the point? There has been, the, the question has been raised. Um, how will this affect the plumbing industry? In Timminville, South Carolina. I don't think I don't think that's been been raised. Actually, I, I think that question has been raised. I think many people. This is uh, people on the street. What's going to happen to the plumbers? What's the is the plumbers union involved in this at all? Have they heard? I imagine when they get involved, you know, union power, they'll they'll get this thing flipped around. But that's Some usually way. not on the street. That's only in the kitchen. Okay, so this or says this says on the street or driving. Right, you're driving or on the street. How are they going to stop you when you're driving, though? How would they know you're sagging? Did it, does it say driving, Andrew? It shall be unlawful for any person driving or walking in the streets. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure well, okay. what that means. Okay. What about the sidewalk? Here we go. Look at this. Look at this yeah. here. I'm driving down the road, and you can see me from here up. Okay? <laughs> how is that? How would you know, number one? And how is that offending anybody? And by the way, even if you look in the car, I'm sitting on the evidence. We, we have to get somebody from Timminsville City Council or something on to clarify why they're doing this and to get some clarification on how they will actually do this. This is just these laws. Legislators, stop it. Just go about your business. Let people be free. I don't want to see this stuff either. So you know what I do? I look away. Mm-hmm. I see the people with the stuff and I just go knucklehead and I move on. Although there is the other part. What's that? Which other part? I just know if I live long enough, I'm eventually going to see the person try to run. And trip? Yeah. For whatever. I've seen those videos. I know. I know. And I see that. And I I just know it's going to happen to me someday. I'm going to be walking through the mall Mm -hmm. and they're going to pull a fire (laughs) alarm or ISIS is going to storm the place or there's going to be a really big sale down there. They're giving stuff away, whatever. And a couple of these knuckleheads wearing their pants like this are going to try to run. And I'm just going to get to see it, and it, it may be worth it in the long run for me. Yeah, I, I, I did see one where this, uh, this YouTube prankster was walking around, I think like, like somewhere like South Chicago or something, and would be walking behind one of these type guys, kind of bump into him and call them a disparaging name or something, and then start running. <laughs> and yeah, I, there were a couple of times, too, yeah, without even skipping a beat, the dude just completely face plants. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, okay, very good. Let me get a break here. Doc and Skip along with Andrew in for Pat and Stu today. But Andrew is our commissioner of culture. We have him uh, regularly Mondays on our program to talk about uh, all things cultural, movies, entertainment, and such. And uh, he has told us about a new movie that's out. Is it Operation Anthropoid? Well, that's the historical, you know, story. The story the is, called... is called Anthropoid. Okay, so Anthropoid. it's about this operation called Operation Anthropoid, but the movie's just Anthropoid. What's the backstory of the movie? What's the operation about? What is... It is a Polish, I believe... Uh attempt to assassinate the third in command behind Hitler and Himmler, and they're trying to, they're trying to go for Heydrich, 
Okay, so he's one of the... Assassinate him. Heydrich is, is one of the ones who came up with the final solution. Yeah, he was yeah. one of the people behind it, and like third in command behind Himmler and Hitler. Mm-hmm. So there was this plan to assassinate him. Yes. Interesting. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't start a little higher, but okay, well, that would it, help. Because it happens in their home country. I don't think Hitler or Himmler were in Poland all oh, that often. Oh, okay, so, so convenience. Like, he's here anyway, convenience. We can go ahead and just get him. Just take him out, yeah. Okay, I get it, whatever. Um, do we have a trailer for this? We do. It looks really good, I think. Here it is, a uh, trailer for the movie Anthropoid that's coming out soon. Please sit down. You are the most beautiful women in the room. But you fail to understand this is not a night off for us. Take a look around. This is not some game. So you get noticed. And that gets us noticed. And us being noticed gets us all shot. What is your measure? Operation Anthropoid. What is Anthropoid? We are here to assassinate Reinhard Heidegger. He's executed thousands. Only Hitler is above him in the Nazi hierarchy. Are you completely mad? You kill Heidegger and Hitler will tear Prague apart. The question we have to ask ourselves is this. Is our country ready and willing to resist Nazi Germany? Gentlemen. This operation will involve almost everyone we have left in the resistance. On desk, 30 seconds behind. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. If you are arrested, there will be no escape. Carry the cyanide capsules at all times. May God be with you. Maybe it was a mistake not to inform you of the danger. She's very young. Still has romantic ideas about the war. And you? War is not romantic. There's a problem. What could we know? It's your duty to stay alive and continue fighting. If we fail, I fear freedom will be wiped from the map. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I'm not a history buff by any stretch of the imagination, but that whole era, the whole decade, is just absolutely fascinating to me. The number of stories that there could be for any number of individuals for for those kinds of things. It's crazy. Hey, well, it, really you know good. what's so wonderful about the era from, from that perspective is, too, there were clear-cut right and wrong. Mm, yeah. There was not as much gray area as you get at other times. I mean, and we were fighting traditional wars where those guys in those uniforms are bad. It's not just random people. Um, and then, you know, when I saw the picture of the hallway with all the Nazi flags for a second, I just was, I was thinking, can you imagine walking down that hallway? And how, I can't even know. For any of us in America that really believes in personal freedoms and are just outraged, by tyranny like that, can you imagine being there? I would just be incensed by that. I, I guess it would be different, too, um, <clears throat> looking back at walking, walking through there versus walking through there at that time. Sure. Because, I mean, even, too, I mean, they were talking about, too, is, is are, are we ready to resist a Nazi Germany, too? So mm-hmm. it probably would not have been as striking at that time as it would be to somebody now with the knowledge of how all that went down. Yeah. I liked some of the questions that they brought up in the trailer, saying exactly, like, are we ready 
to fight Nazi Germany? You want to try to assassinate third in command? Hitler is, is going this, to freak out on us. Is this a smart us. idea? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good thought. You're like, oh, okay, it's not just clear-cut, like, yep, we kill them, then we, we win. And the other thing that the woman says, uh, war is not glorious or it's not, it's, not, it's not fun. I think that's an important point to make. They're trying to portray a realistic movie, but they're not glorifying it at all in any way. When war is war, everybody loses. That's a really good point. Hey, if you would, please help out the uh, people of West Virginia. Please donate to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org. They really need your help. Already at least 23 have died, and it looks like it's only going to get worse for them in the future. So please donate to mercuryone.org. Tomorrow morning, Skip and I will be on the Blaze Radio Network once again, as we are each and every morning. Details about us at theblaze.com slash doc. Listen on demand, theblaze.com slash doc. Have a great day.